0: Beside the streets of gold Beside the crystal sea We heard the angels singing And someone called your name We turned and saw this young man And he was smiling as he came And he said, friend You may not know me now And then he said But wait. You used to teach my Sunday school when I was only eight. And one day when you said that prayer before the class would start, that was the very
1: day I asked Jesus in my heart. changed thank you for giving to the Lord I am so glad you gave
0: then another man stood before you and said remember the time He came to your church and his pictures made you cry. You didn't have much money, but you gave it anyway. And Jesus took that gift you gave, and that's why
1: I'm here today. I'm so glad you gave
0: One by one they came Far as the eye could see Each life somehow touched By your generosity Little things that you had done Sacrifices made I noticed on the earth In heaven now proclaim And I know up in heaven You're not supposed to cry But I am almost sure There were tears in your eyes As Jesus took your hand you stood before the lord he said my child look around you the greatest your reward thank you for giving to the lord i am a life that was changed
2: Good morning. On behalf of the Ralph Hanna family and members of the incredible body of Christ here at Calvary Bible Church, I welcome you to his homegoing service in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, an occasion that God tells us is precious in his sight. Your presence here is an indication of your love and concern for the family and also, of course, your love, esteem, and respect for Brother Ralph Hanna personally. And he is now rejoicing in the presence of his Lord as he, like us, as fellow believers in Christ, obeyed the transformation of our body at the rapture when we shall see him again. Brother Ralph was a true spiritual replica of who I call the quiet man, a man of inner strength, integrity, and steadfast faith, a man who placed high priority on family, love for God, helping the needy, and a love for fishing. He was the most faithful of the Faithful Man Bible Study Group, and always said the renovating of the homes of our widows and other needy members of our body. But he was even more faithful in rearing his girls, in fact, his children, for Jesus Christ. We hear much about parenting by single mothers. But Brother Ralph was a single parent as a widower, and he excelled in that role. The girls are proofs of that. So I believe that his girls, his son, and I'm sure his wife, will all rise up before the beamer and call him blessed. Thank you for coming. Now please join me in prayer as we dedicate this celebration to our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Father, who is in heaven, and also right now in this place with us, the God of all comfort and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for every remembrance of our brother Ralph Hannah, and ask that the strong embrace of your loving and comforting arms will bless, strengthen, and uphold Denise, Andrea, Owen, Ismay, on all members of the uh, of the Hannahs family today and in the days ahead, and we humbly ask, please use this service as a sweet balm of rejoicing for them during this bitter time of mourning, and be glorified yourself as a triune God, so that even those who do not know you now will, through the bold proclamation of your word by our pastor, come to do so before they leave this place. Thank you for granting these requests we make on the basis of the finished work and in the name of our gloriously resurrected Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And all of God's people said, amen. We now
0: invite everybody beside the immediate family. If you would please stand as we sing our opening hymn of assurance and can it be.
1: Oh hey. Hey,
0: people said?
3: Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning, church. Good. Good. And on on behalf of the family, again, we do wish to thank you all for coming out this morning to share in this time when we reflect and remember the life of our dear brother, uh, Ralph Hanna. Uh, We would like to, especially at this time, recognize our out-of-town guests and um, any of the students of Brother Hanna from the past. Who were in Abaco with him? If you are here this morning, would you mind standing uh, just so we can recognize you? any out-of-town guests and any uh, of his past students? Let's give them a round of applause, please. We do appreciate um, we do appreciate you all coming out and your presence and support is very much appreciated by the family. So as we begin our service, right now we're going to begin with our scripture reading, which will be done by uh, Michael Worrell, one of uh, Brother Hannah's grandsons and Dr. Daniel Wobneh, his uh, grandnephew, And immediately following that, we will have a time of reflections by Mr. Ezekiel McKenzie from
4: Wood Key Abaco, who will come right up. McIntosh, sorry. Psalm 91, one to eight.
5: He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night nor the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the
4: recompense of the wicked. Good morning. I'll be continuing Psalm
3: 91. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you. Nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up. Lest you dash your foot against a stone, you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent shall trample under your foot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With
4: long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Brothers and sisters,
5: today as uh, we get here, to lay to rest the remains of our dear brother, Ralph Hanna. I am reminded of the year 1958, Mr. Hanna came to Abaco as principal of the Foxtown Primary School. It was not a primary school at the time. It was a grant and aid school before he came there. But he was the first trained teacher to come to Foxtown. He came there, a young man, at the age of 26 years. I was a young man myself, very young, just got married. I was just married about three years. But Mr. Hannah was a single man when he came there. And I noticed his attitude in a strange place for the very first time. I am reminded of the words that Solomon gave he said, get wisdom, get knowledge, but in all of thy getting, get understanding. Mr. Hannah was fortunate in having both, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I noticed him in the community as he, as he came to Abaco. He began to visit the elderly folks, sat down with them, Get a lot of wisdom from them. And my father was one that he spent a lot of time with. The late Reverend Thomas McIntosh. I listened to him many times as he spoke about my father who worked with him and assisted him during the time that he was there. Mr. Hunter was a very wise man. He was a man who when he got to speak he take his time to speak very slowly. He never get up in this rush and say all kind of things. He made sure that when he spoke the words that he speak made sense and in Abaco, especially in Little Abaco, between Woodkey and Crown Haven, young Arnold highly respected this young man. His children, his students rarely, even though they fear him, every one of them love him because of the way he treated them. I remember Mr. Hannah came there at a time when things was not good. There were some hard days, things was rough. But he came there and as a single man he did everything for himself. He never complained. And he did an excellent job in Foxtown. He turned out some very good students. some of which is here today. All of them are not here, some of them passed one before him, and there are many who couldn't come here today, but I'm sure there are some that are here that appreciate what Mr. Hanna did for them. Mr. Hanna spent 11 years in Foxtown. When he came to Foxtown, my eldest daughter was just a little over two years old. But when he was leaving in 1969 to come back to Nassau, he came to me, he and his lovely wife, Mrs. Sandilate, Mrs. Hanna. And he said, Mr. McIntosh, I would like for you to allow me to take this maid with me to Nassau. It was very difficult for me to say yes. But I couldn't say no. I could not say no, not to Mr. Hanna. I could think of no other person that I would allow at that time my eldest daughter, 13 years old, to leave to come to Nassau with at that time. But I could not say to Mr. and Mrs. Hanna, no, because of who they was. I highly respect Mr. Hanna and Mrs. Hanna, his wife. He got married not too long after he came to Abiqui. He got married. And Mrs. Hannah, she was a gem. I Every time I see the niece, I always remember Mrs. Hannah. She resembled her mother so much. Thank God for you all who had a father who even though Mrs. Hannah died at a young age, and Mrs. Hannah was still a young man, but he refused to get married so that he could make sure he he bring up his children in the way that they ought that they they ought to come up. He didn't want to know that his children come to somebody who might lead them astray or didn't take care of them and we in, in, as I said with my eldest daughter he take care of her too after his wife died he he bring her up and I am very happy that he brought her up the way we would have brought her up. And today, as we mourn his passing, I want to encourage the children and all of the family to walk in your father's footsteps, your uncle or aunt or grandfather, whatever he may be, because he left the a legacy which should never be forgotten. If you, with Foxtown, Woodkey, Monhup, and Crown Haven will always remember the name Ralph Hanna, it could never be forgotten there. And I wanted to encourage you all to continue to live right. Mr. Hanna was a man who set an example. And I don't want to take up too much of the time because I realize that you got much more to do. I could talk all day here. So may God bless and keep us. And I would want to ask you all to continue to follow in your Father's footsteps. God bless you. Amen.
3: Thank you, Brother McIntosh. Uh, you know, Brother Hannah, you always talk fondly of his uh, time and his birthplace in Abaco. He shared it with the men regularly. Um I personally met Brother Hannah um, a little over 20 years ago when uh, my wife and I first started coming here at Calvary Bible Church. And from that time until now, if I had one word to describe uh, Brother Hannah, it would be faithful. Um, when we were part of the men's fellowship, it was all of the activities that we ever had, our retreats, our meetings, our uh, Mother's Day services, um any services that uh, the men's the choir, Brother Hannah was always there. Our work projects, especially, he always took a a, a delight in work in uh, helping the work projects, whether or not he was working or mostly just giving his directions as he liked to do. Uh, Brother Hannah was always there. So his faithfulness will be missed by us in the men's fellowship, and we always will look up to him because of how he also took those opportunities to uh, share his wisdom and his knowledge. Because, um, like Brother McIntyre said, you know, he took his time when he spoke. But when he spoke, it, it really meant something. And it was really appreciated, uh, his wisdom that he shared with us, uh, the young men coming up here. So I can hear the Lord now saying in the words of Matthew, chapter 25, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the glory of, of your Lord. Uh, so Brother Hannah will be dearly missed by us. So right now in this service, we're going to have a selection by Miss Ismay Delabo,
4: Brother Hannah's adopted daughter.
3: Yes, and I do believe, and I know that it was well with uh, Brother Hannah's soul for sure. and He's definitely with his Lord right now. Um, On on the next, on the program, um, Reverend Joseph Nicholson was uh, scheduled to be with us this morning to share, but due to illness, he's not able to make it. But he did send a recording, um, which will be played at this time. Um, Reverend Joseph Nicholson was a very good friend of Brother Hannah that he uh, met during times when he was getting his treatment. So he could not be here, unfortunately, but he felt the need that he still wanted to say something. And he did so by uh, recording. And following that remarks, uh, we'll have script readings by Brother Hannah's granddaughters, Daniel Hannah, and Tamisi Hannah, who will just come up right afterwards.
4: I speak to you today, a very sad man. Sad in the sense that I've lost my friend, Ralph. It might be hard to believe, just three weeks ago, we were discussing celebration of his birthday in August. And today, you all have assembled there and I'm here to pay last respect to him. I met Ralph under difficult circumstances. We both went to an institution An institution which we did not want to be in. But we developed a relationship at that institution which is unbroken. We became friends. We became bodies. We had conversations way and beyond what you'll normally expect. On the whole, we embraced each other. I found myself... Listening to Ralph. He found himself listening to me. On all eyes, we nearly walked the same highway. But my friend is gone. Yes, he is gone. But to his daughters, I say to you today, cheer up. Ralph had faith. That there is a life after death. And I believe. Getting to know him. That he was preparing himself to be with his maker. He was an honorable man. A just man. An honest man. A man who feared God. A promise was made to us. By Jesus himself. He said when he comes. The second time. The dead in Christ will rise first. And will be caught up to meet him in the air. So to you my dear good children. Have hope that you will see your dad once again. I believe that I will meet my friend again. And on our great getting up morning, we'll all be singing Hosanna, rejoicing in the name of the Lord. I promised both of you this today. Ralph is gone, but I am here still. You can count on me and my family as yours. I told him and I'm telling you now, my doors are open to you. I'm only a telephone call away. We all must go one day. Your father was a man who had qualities to emulate and to aspire, not only to admire. I have aspired towards some of his standards. So you should be too. So peace, let peace be in within the family. Let hope be your watchword. Live within the ambits of the Christian faith. And one day you will see your father again. So Ralph, goodbye my friend. Hoping that on that great getting up morning we will all meet and sing Hosanna in Jesus' name. Goodbye, my friend.
6: Good morning. The scripture reading will be taken from First Thessalonians chapter 4. I'll be reading verse 1 through 12. As for other matters, brothers and sisters, we instructed you how to live in order to please God, as in fact you are living. Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord, Jesus, to do this more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid a sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the pagans who do not know God. And in this matter, no one should wrong, no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or a sister. The Lord will punish all those who commit such sins, as we told you and warned you before. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject a human being, but God, the very God who gives you his Holy Spirit. Now about your love for one another, we do not need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all of God's family throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you more, and and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we have told you, so that your daily life may be with respect of outsiders, and so that you will not be dependent on anybody.
4: Good morning. We continue in verse 13.
7: Therefore, encourage one another with these words: "The Lord of the Lord is blessed."
4: Thank you.
3: Yes, I do look forward to the time when we will meet again, our dear brother Hannah. Because um, when I think about it, I think you know, if if it's ever possible for us to own rental properties in heaven, I think Brother Hannah will have a few, and and um, and he'll need some help. So. I know I look forward to being up there, help giving him a hand, maintaining those along with Rudy and Ambrose and Kevin and the rest of the guys, you know. So we do look forward to that. And that's the hope that we have. And once we die in the Lord, we will meet again. Our next item on the program, we're going to have a musical selection, not by Lionel Mills. He's commissioned his daughter, Candace, to fill
4: in for him at this time. Good morning. Um, I know a song was requested,
7: but when he called me at such a late notice, I was unable to prepare for that song. So I hope, I'm hoping that you'll still be blessed anyway.
8: Father along, we'll know all about it. Father along, understand why Cheer up my brother Let him live in the sunshine We'll understand it all by and by When death has come and Taking our loved ones It leaves our homes so lonely and dread Then do we wonder why others prosper Living so wicked year after to you, Father, I love you.
3: Candice, you ably filled in. Uh, I think you did a great job. Uh, this time, we'll now have remarks by uh, Dr. Owen Hanna, Brother Hanna's son, at this time, and
4: I'll be followed by him.
9: Hi, good morning. On behalf of my family, my sisters, and myself, we would really like to extend our appreciation for your being here, especially for those people who um, have had to travel from the United States, Abaco, and other places. My mother predeceased my father by, I think, 42 years, two days. And my, um, my family was discussing this at the dinner table a few days ago when my daughter, Celine, came up with a great conclusion. She said, now you're an orphan. I guess that makes me the world's oldest orphan. But what do you say about a life that somebody lives, especially to the, to the 80s? How do you, what do you say in a service such as this? We can talk about the years in Abaco where, as was said before, my father served 11 years, and even to this day, 40 years plus after he left, people still find me in Marsh Harbor at my office and tell me, introduce themselves and tell me what an impression he made on their lives. We can talk about his time in Acklands where we've talked about it as a family many times. We even went there a few times and he shared about uh, his his home home country, his home homeland homestead, I guess is what he liked to describe it as being. We could talk about his values, education, discipline, hard work, faith, we could talk about family times that we shared good times, sad times. we could talk about his last few years when he was sick, where he had some experiences uh, where he quoted a couple of times and he had to be resurrected, so to speak. We can talk about my sisters and their families who day in and day out take, took very good care of him. There are a lot of things that we can talk about, but in the last, in these few moments, I would like to just share what to me made him very unique. Actually, it can make all of us very unique if we determine what God has placed us here to do and spend our lives actually doing those things. My father, by profession, was a teacher. The Bible says to train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Well, my father was a trainer of children. Training is a bit different from teaching. Teaching is instructing, passing on information. But trainers have a way of luring their listeners in. They have a way of connecting with them and inspiring them, such that by the time their work is done, their de facto response is always consistent with the training that they received. That's why the Bible can say words like train up a child in the way that they should go, and when they are older, they will not depart from it. It's almost a certainty. Many of you can attest to the fact that my father trained you well, whether it's Foxtown, Woodkey, Cedar Harbor, Mount Hope, whether there's at Foxhill Primary, D.W. Davis, C.C. Sweeting, and then maybe one or two others. But you can say, you can testify to the fact that he put some things into you. One of the things that, that, uh, I think made my father so successful in Abaco was that he was able to partner with people who believed in what he was doing. And they worked along with him such to the extent that their kids had a good education. And not only the kids had a good education, but the community was so much better because he was there. But I think the key thing was that the people were able to connect with him. And so as we as we are here to uh, say goodbye, I want to really thank you for those people who allowed him to be who he was. Those people who listened. Those people who were with him. In those times. And as for us personally, we are thankful for the time that we had with him. We're thankful for the moments that we shared. We're thankful for the things that he's taught us. I'm thankful that he did everything that he possibly could to inspire us and to motivate us and made us into the people that we are today. And so, even though he's gone, I believe that he's heard the words already, well done, thou good enough, faithful servant. As for us, it's difficult to see him go, but we believe that he lived a full life. We believe that he did everything that he could And having done all, may his soul rest in peace.
0: Brother Ralph Hannah is rejoicing like never before in the finished work of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so let's stand together one more time as we sing the second hymn on our program. It is finished, and let us sing this with assurance that R- Ralph Hannah is indeed absent from the body, but present with the Lord because of the Lord's finished work. There's
1: a line that's been drawn.
3: nothing that we ever have to do. God has already wanted for us. Amen. Right now we'll have a selection by Sister B. Follow and following that we'll have the eulogy by our senior pastor
4: here at Calvary Bible Church, Pastor Robert Elliott. Good morning. On behalf of our
7: senior pastor, Pastor Elliot and his wife, Pastor Meredith, Pastor Allen Lee and his wife, and the entire Calvary Bible family, I would like
4: to dedicate this song to the whole Hannah family, and we pray that it will bring some comfort to you at this time.
10: Thank you. I'm most grateful this morning for the privilege of ministering God's word at Brother Ralph Hanna's homegoing service. We love you. We thank God for you as a family. There was a professional orator who was reciting the 23rd Psalm. And as he did so, he noticed an elderly man in the back of the auditorium who was mouthing the words. After he'd finished reciting the psalm, he called the gentleman up front, impromptu, and he asked him to recite the psalm. The old man slowly came up the aisle with a cane. He rose to the microphone with a trembling voice. He
4: said, The Lord, Is my shepherd.
10: He went through the psalm, reciting it with much personal meaning. The orator then said, Ladies and gentlemen, I know the psalm, but he knows the shepherd. And what a very big difference between the two. And so this morning, speaking with God's authority in humility, I intend to make the case for all of us to know the Shepherd. Ralph, of course, knew him on earth. And as of May the 1st, when he became absent from his body to become present with his Lord, he came to know the Shepherd perfectly and shall forevermore. As we look at the 23rd Psalm, we want to see together that it all begins with a decision. A decision by each one of us. The Lord is my shepherd. For the Lord to be your shepherd, you must decide to make him your shepherd. For it is not the Lord is a shepherd, or even that the Lord is the shepherd, but David wrote from his heart, the Lord is my shepherd. It's amazing to me how we all pick certain people to do for us. We speak of my hairdresser. Well, I don't. (laughs) We speak of my doctor or my electrician or my plumber or my yard man or my teacher. And yet so many people never get around to making the Lord their shepherd. And it's very sad indeed when a person dies unable or unwilling to say, the Lord is my shepherd. Of course, dear Brother Ralph, obviously made the Lord his shepherd all the way through and then on past his promotion. What about you? Have you made that decision to make the Lord your shepherd? It's the biggest and the best decision you'll ever make in life. Because so very much flows out of the decision to make the Lord Jesus your shepherd. First, there's assurance when we do that. Second half of verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. There is assurance. There was a little Sunday school girl who tried to quote the 23rd Psalm from memory in her Sunday school. And she began, the Lord is my shepherd, that's all I want. Well, technically, she misquoted the verse, but really she hit it right on the nail on the head. When we make the Lord our shepherd, we have assurance that he's all that we want. But there's more. When we make the decision to make the Lord our shepherd, there is assurance, but secondly, there is rest. Verse 2, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. You know, the Lord Jesus Christ is not a driven boss. The Lord makes us have a balance between labor and rest as his sheep. And the Lord himself rests and makes his own sheep rest because he knows that we need it. The verse says, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. But there's more. When you make the Lord your shepherd, there is also restoration. The first part of verse three, he restores my soul. He restores my soul. The soul is the part of every human being, which is called personality. It's intellect, it's emotion, and it's will. Our soul and your soul in particular is your thinker, your feeler, and your chooser. And the psalmist says, when The Lord is one shepherd. He restores the intellect, the emotion, and the will. That allows us to meaningfully and lovingly minister to others. The fact is, all of our souls often need to be restored, do they not? In these days of stressful, full, fast-paced, and complicated living, There are so many, so many unprofitable, imprudent, and exhausting wrong paths which we can take and wander upon as sheep. Therefore, our souls need restoration by the shepherd. And so how is your soul this morning? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. But there's also guidance when the Lord is your shepherd. There is guidance. The end of verse 3. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. When I was learning to drive in Toronto, my father and mother were very gracious to let me use the family car in our subdivision, which wasn't that big. And one thing my dad made very clear to me is, Son, when you drive my car, you will be courteous, you will not speed, and you will obey all the laws of the road. Why did my dad say that? Because we live in a small area, and everybody knew that was Don Elliott's car. My dad also said that because he had a vested interest in guiding me so that his name was well-respected in the community. When you make the Lord Jesus Christ your shepherd, he will guide you in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Because if you're born again, you are a Christian. It means a little Christ. You carry and I carry Jesus' name wherever we go. And when the Lord is our shepherd, he will faithfully guide us in the paths of righteousness. So it starts with a decision. If you make him your shepherd, there's assurance, there's rest, there's restoration, there's guidance. But additionally, there's fellowship. There's fellowship. First part of verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Our shepherd being right with us through the good and the bad and the ugly makes all a difference. There was a famous preacher from Philadelphia, Donald Gray Barnhouse. His wife died very young, leaving Pastor Barnhouse with young children to raise. The preacher struggled as a dad how to explain death to his grieving children. And one day they were going down a freeway in the car, and there was a transport truck on the left. And the sun was shining, and the shadow of the transport truck fell across the hood of the Barnhouse car and into the lane that they were driving in. And Dr. Barnhouse said to his children, would you rather be run over by the truck or by the shadow of the truck? And they said the shadow of the truck. And then he went on to explain that the Lord Jesus Christ took the brunt of death so we would only know the shadow of death. For even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for thou art with me. But there's more when you make the Lord your shepherd. There's comfort. And this dear family experiences the comfort There's comfort. The second part of verse 4, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I have never been a shepherd. If any of you keep sheep, I'd like to come to where you keep them so I could learn from you. But I'm told in the ancient Near East, the time of the psalm was written, that shepherds defended their sheep from predators using a straight rod that they used like a club. And then shepherds also rescued and lifted up their little sheep from predicaments with their crooked staffs. They used their crooked staffs like lifeguards use a scoop at the pool to rescue someone who's in trouble. I don't know who your predators are or what your predators are or what your predicaments are this morning, body of Christ, but I know we all have them. And when we make the Lord our shepherd, he is our comfort in them. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. But there's more when the Lord is our shepherd. There is provision. Listen. Thou dost prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Have you noticed that your shepherd is continually setting the table for your life with all that you need on the table and more, and the enemies of the shepherd can't figure it out? I think of Stephen in the book of Acts when he was stoned by zealous Pharisees, among whom was Saul, later Paul. And he prayed for his executioners and he saw and fellowshipped with God as he was dying a brutal and slow death. Then that Saul who was cheering on that stoning later became the apostle Paul on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter nine. Oh, yes. If you've made the Lord your shepherd, there's provision that will make those outside of salvation envious. But there's more there's more. When you decide to make the Lord your shepherd, there's blessing. The second part of verse 5, thou hast anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Now that doesn't sound maybe appealing to you, but you're thinking about the wrong kind of oil. The oil that's referenced here was a light oil, a fragrant oil. We might say it was like perfume or like cologne, It helped a weary, dusty, sweaty traveler in those days to be refreshed. It was a courtesy that a host or a hostess offered to a tired guest. Satisfaction comes by making the Lord your shepherd. Thou dost prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou hast anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows, but there's more. There's satisfaction when Jesus Christ is made to be your shepherd. My cup overflows. True and total satisfaction this morning and always is only possible for the person who makes Jesus their Savior and shepherd. Now look at this. Go back to verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, Brother Hannah, as a good teacher, would say, what's the object of that sentence? There's a subject, and there's a verb, but where's the object? In other words, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want what? Anything. Anything good, anything
4: needful. He'll supply. That is
10: marvelous satisfaction. One more thing. When the Lord is one's shepherd, there's prospect. Verse 6. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There is prospect for the here and now when he's your shepherd and there's prospect for eternity when he is your shepherd. There is an aboriginal Indian chief in Canada, I am told, that has named two dogs, goodness and loving kindness. Surely goodness and loving kindness shall follow me all the days of my life. That's the way it is. That's the prospect for this life. But there is so much more unending prospect when the Lord is your shepherd. Unending love relationship with Jesus. Unending worship. Unending service. Unending peace. Unending love.
4: In the Bible times,
10: A skilled and loving shepherd would take a little lamb in his arms when crossing a brook that was too deep. And he would take that little lamb across the brook safely and set it down on the other side of the brook, and all the adult sheep would follow suit and cross on their own, able to do so on May the 1st. Brother Ralph Hanna's good shepherd tenderly gathered him up and carried him across to the other side. And now we who remain need to be absolutely certain that we have made Christ our good shepherd. Mom and dad can't make that decision for you. It's a personal decision. Will you make the Lord your shepherd if you never have? There was a terminally ill little girl who suffered much pain despite the doctor's efforts to manage the pain. She was hospitalized a good deal of her life. And her believing godly parents taught her to do this. The Lord is
4: my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Through the
10: night, one evening, she passed into Jesus' presence. And when they found her still, body
4: at peace, she was holding, The Lord is my shepherd.
10: When you make him your shepherd, there's perfect assurance, perfect rest, perfect restoration, perfect guidance, perfect fellowship, perfect comfort, perfect provision, perfect blessing, perfect satisfaction, and perfect prospect. Would you stand with me, please? Would you stand with me, please? In a crowd this size, we are at different stages of life and different Places with respect to faith. I'm going to pray. Would you pray with me just silently from where you stand? Good shepherd of the sheep or Jesus? You know that some of us made you our shepherd long ago. But we have wandered away from you and from your word to wind up facing many predators in painful predicaments. We have been living with ourselves as boss. We really need to repent and to return to you and to your shepherding again. Lord Jesus, others of us have never ever made you our personal shepherd. And this morning in Brother Ralph Hannah's homegoing service, you are calling these persons to yourself in love. There is forgiveness in you and only in you. You have died in the place of sinners and raised from the dead to show sin is paid for. If that is you, I invite you to transfer your trust to Jesus Christ alone right where you stand. Tell him you've blown it. Tell him you can't make yourself right. You've tried. Ask him to wash you clean with Christ's blood, give you a new life, and to live a thank you kind of life
4: back to your Savior. Wanderers,
10: please make this your prayer to the shepherd. Lord Jesus, thank you for remaining to be my Savior and my shepherd all the time that I've been disloyal to you. Now I come back to you and to your care for me. I'm sorry for my sins. Lord Jesus, my shepherd, walk with me as I purpose again to walk with you. I don't want to wander anymore. I am glad to yield to your shepherding once more. Thank you, Lord, for hearing these simple prayers offered by real people whom you love. And may Christ be honored and glorified in Brother Ralph's home going, even as he was consistently in his life. And we pray these things in the name which is above every name, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd. Amen. Thank you. Please be seated. So as we uh, prepare
3: to close out our service today, I just want to thank everybody again for coming out and uh, showing your support and love to the family today. And I just want to remind everybody that the service does conclude uh, following the committal at the um, graveside, which will be at uh, Old Trail Cemetery. So right now we're going to have a solo by Brother Ed Hutch-
4: Hutchison, which will be followed by the recessional.
11: Jesus,
12: my Saviour, will love me forever. From him, no power or evil will sever. He gave his life to ransom my soul. And now I belong to him. Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me. For eternity Once I was lost In sin's degradation Jesus came down To bring me salvation Lifted me up from the sorrow and shame, and now I belong, I belong to him, now I belong to Jesus, Jesus belongs to me. not for the years of time alone it's for eternity such joy floods my soul my Jesus hath saved me saved me from sin that long had enslaved me. His precious blood he gave to redeem, and now I, I belong to Him.
13: Guys in the audience who married any of Ralph's nieces. Now, that might not seem, it'll be a whole, whole big thing, but, um, Ralph would check on you. You know, you, he would often remind you that you are a member of the royal family now. And, you know, and, and, I think I, I probably secured my faith. I joined the Calvary Men's Bible study about 15 years ago. And, you know, you, you being there and all the young guys are giving their opinions on this and that and that and this and Ralph would be sitting out in the chair, not saying a word. And then he would shrug, just change his position, and everybody knew it's time to be quiet. (laughs) And, and, you know, he would speak in a tone that, you know, I think his his key starting phrase was gentlemen. And he would press down everything we had, had said or discussed into one paragraph. And I you know, I I often give thanks to him and Pastor Lee in you know, over those times in the Bible study. And um I prayers the you
4: Our sessional hymn is, I'll Fly Away, and
0: we invite everybody now to stand as we sing this celebration hymn. Looking forward to that time of joining with Brother Ralph in worship and praise of our Savior, whom we will see face to face.
1: some glad morning